Spinning plates, juggling, wearing too many hats, burning the candle at both ends, running on fumes, spread too thin. Yeah, we're going to talk about being overcommitted through the lens of one of my favorite sitcom characters this week. I'll touch on the risks and signs of being overcommitted and one thing you can do to get off the overcommitment bus. Are you ready? Off we go. Welcome to the Productivity Shift Podcast, the only podcast for women in charge who feel overwhelmed with all they have to do. Whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of your family or all of the above, this is the podcast for you. Choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I am your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hey there, for those of you new to the podcast, you may not know of my love of pop culture. One of my favorite pop culture treats is a good 30-minute situational comedy, or as entertainment insiders call it, a sitcom. Just kidding. I, I know you know that's what they're called. Anyway, having come up in the age of Thursday night must-see TV on NBC, I really do love a good sitcom. And my love of sitcoms predates must-see TV I, I'm now that I think about it. But anyway... One of my all-time favorite sitcoms is 30 Rock. It ran from 2006 to 2013 on NBC, and it starred the incomparable Tina Fey as Liz Lemon, one of my all-time favorite sitcom leads. I think what I love most about Liz Lemon is her love of her work. She is passionate about what she does, so much so that she's committed to her career in spite of a lot of bullshit she puts up with. You see, Liz is the creator, head writer, and producer of a Saturday Night Live-like variety show. And every week when I got to pop in and, and visit Liz and on 30 Rock, we would see her immersed in her life, wrangling her cast of divas, her man-child writers, and dealing with her sexist, arrogant, yet supportive boss. The main glimpse we got into her personal life is with her idiot boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, so I guess that's an on-again, off-again, Dennis, whose pet name for her is Dummy. Like, I'm not even kidding, but I think she calls him Dummy too, but regardless. But really, primarily, we see Liz in her professional environment. Her personal life and relationships, they all seem to be something that she just fits in. It's all an afterthought. I mean, even eating is an afterthought. I mean, she thinks about food all the time, but she's never able to actually prepare for food that actually will sustain her, right? She, I think there's a scene where she puts a hot dog inside of a pizza and eats it like a taco. Anyway, she is in a groundhog's day of what is quote unquote her dream life. I mean, creating this show was something that was a dream for her, this Liz Lemon character, right? So this is a show about a show, right? So this is her dream life was creating the show. And really, she's drinking from a daily fire hose of chaos and creativity, too exhausted and exasperated to actually enjoy the success she's created. And here's the thing, folks, she doesn't even have kids. I mean, could you imagine if somehow you added kids to the mix of this person's life? It would be just too much. And I love this show and this character of Liz Lemon because the show isn't lazy. The writing isn't lazy. Yes, there are kind of these stereotypical characters and they all play their part. You know, there's the the buffoon, there's the diva, there's all these things, right? But they also still learn and grow and explore as they go. Liz, most of all. When it matters, even in writing this got me to watch the pilot episode and even in watching that, 
while she's making a major compromise to the creation that she has, the, this TV show that, that she's created, this you know SNL type show that she's created, she still speaks up when it matters. She puts boundaries in place, right? Until by the end of the series, she's actually created something that's successful, sustainable, and enjoyable, and on her terms. One way you could describe Liz Lemon, especially at the beginning of the series, is overcommitted. She is taking on too much. She's just taking stuff as it comes her way. She's the one everyone turns to when they need something. She's creative and can't help but try to do it all. Does any of this sound like you at all? It doesn't always feel like it, but as Liz discovers, you actually have a choice in all of this. You get to decide what your life looks like. You may not be able to choose all this stuff that comes your way, but you do get to choose how you react to all of it. In the words from of Kit from Pretty Woman, we say who, we say when, we say how much. And in this case, I'm not talking about sex work in case, unless of course, you know, that's the business you're in. I'm talking about who you say yes to, when you say no, and how much you are willing to take on. You can do that. But first, let's see if you need a little help. You may not even realize you're overcommitted right now. So here are some of the signs of overcommitment that might be a problem for you beyond what you already heard me describe, you know, how you heard me describe Liz Lemon. One, or I'm not going to say numbers, actually, there's just a lot to list. So I'm going to say first, you might be numbing out. You might be using food, drink, TV, sleeping, shopping, drugs, more work, scrolling the socials, any of those ways as a means of numbing out. Maybe you're not sleeping well. Things are slipping through the cracks. Everything feels urgent and important. Like everything feels like a fire you have to put out. You don't have time to truly take care of yourself. You're putting off important stuff until they become emergencies. Your priorities come in last. There are frequent experiences of kind of freezing up. There's just so much overwhelm that you just kind of freeze altogether and go into ostrich mode and stick your head in the sand, which is some of the numbing that we talked about. And so then you there they, you start actually neglecting that important stuff. You get grouchy with your loved ones. You're hard on yourself. Maybe you're in a love-hate relationship with your phone because it's a great distraction device, but it's also in terms of like choosing to distract yourself, but it's also a huge distraction device because it is a means for everyone to reach you all the time and for you to see like how much you are not doing. So I hope in hearing that you're not like going, yeah, check, check, check. I'm overcommitted. I have too much on my plate. Everyone does. What's the big deal? So first of all, not everyone has too much on their plate. Pretty much everyone has a lot of demands on their time, but you don't actually have to put the things on your plate, or at least not all the things on your plate, because being overcommitted is not good for you. I mean, I know you know all of this, but I'm just going to say it anyway, right? Along with too much work to do, being overcommitted, right, comes huge risks like increased stress. And you know what those increased stress levels can lead to. It's a menagerie of health issues like high blood pressure and heart issues. It leads to decreased job satisfaction. So you might actually be in a line of work that you love, but when you are overcommitted and you're taking on too much and you're treating everything like a fire, you start to lose the love, the joy of your work. And that's a big deal. Other risks are burnout, like a full-on crash and burn, whether it's from all the numbing mechanisms you're using or just a complete like adrenal, adrenal failure where you have to take weeks, if not months, to recover. Anxiety is a huge risk. That excessive worry, the tight chest, the avoidance behaviors we've already talked about, sleep issues, irritability, 
difficulty concentrating, anxiety can overtake your life and your relationships. Trust me, I know I have experienced over anxiety or anxiety in ways that I, I never realized was happening until I was able to pause and take a look and, and get feedback from somebody else that something was wrong, right? So you got to watch out for that. And then of course, a huge risk in all of this of being overcommitted is depression, that persistent sadness and low mood, the loss of interest in things, the loss of pleasure, changes in your appetite or your weight, there's fatigue, your feelings of hopeless, hopelessness, and not to mention a bunch of physical systems that symptoms that accompany depression. So if you're experiencing any of the signs or risks I just outlined, it's worth hitting pause for a minute. And if Liz Lemon were doing this at the worst of her overcommitment, she would utter a defeated blurg. Blurg was her go-to like, ah, shit. (laughs) So I'm here to tell you that you deserve better than this. You say who, you say when, you say how much, but where do you start? You start with getting clear on the reality of where you are right now. You take it one day at a time. You start consciously responding to things instead of reacting to everything coming your way. You look at the time you have and you prioritize how you use it. So you know that I like to give you a little experiment to run your weekly shift, so to speak. And this week, it's a little bit different. Your weekly shift this week is to get real about what's going on in your world by signing up for the Dare to Prioritize Challenge. Starting May 22nd, I'll be going live with my Dare to Prioritize peeps every day for a week to support them in taking these first steps to getting off the overcommitted bus and shift to taking back control of their time. It is a fun challenge. It is a free challenge and it is also a freeing challenge. So there's lots of good stuff going on here. All the all the lovely F words. Again, we will kick things off the week of May 22nd. So be sure to sign up today because when you sign up, you'll actually get everything you need to get started right away if you want to. So if you want to kind of DIY it for a while, you can. But then you're still going to be invited into the private Facebook group where the challenge will take place starting May 22nd. Again, I will be with you live, guiding you every single day through a process to help you take back control of your time again. So head on over to daretoprioritize.com to join us. Again, that is daretoprioritize.com. Thanks so much for being here with me this week. If you know of somebody else who is overcommitted, somebody who is kind of talking about any of the symptoms and risks that I talked about earlier, then be sure to share this episode with them and be sure to share the uh, you know 30 Rock with them as well if you want to, but be sure to share this episode with them so that they can see this for themselves and make a choice, make a shift to something that's going to be better for them. So I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to The Productivity Shift. If you're ready to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the Dare to Prioritize Challenge is the best next step. You can sign up for free and start the challenge today at daretoprioritize.com. Hey, everybody, you did it. You made it to the credits section of this podcast. (laughs) The Productivity Shift is lovingly created by me, Elise Enriquez, and it would not make it out into the world on time every week without the support of Rachel Sonia. She is our producer and makes sure that everything happens on time and gets delivered beautifully to your ears every single week.